All right, we're going to start Bezer Hashem Daf Samaches. And uh, yesterday we kind of had a running start towards the top, but uh, we'll just start again with the final story of the Gemara. Now, the Gemara was coming off of the Mishnah, which was discussing that if you're Masi Esbitai, or specifically Masi Es Hayusayma, what, how much you have to give them, they have to come into the marriage with, even if they're Yusayma. So that got us into the. Um, Famous Shasugi of, of Tzedakah. We discussed De Machsayrei. So we had all the stories of Mar Ukva. And then we ended off. So we'll start again from two lines from the bottom. And we did read this yesterday. Rechanina hava hahu aniyah da hava ragalush lishaduri le arba zuzay komali shabsa. So Rechanina had an ani that he used to send four zuzim every Arab Shabbos. Yomichad shadrinu niya libiyat beisu. He sent it with his wife. He was unable to deliver Tzedakah. Asai. So she came back and reported back to him, the people that you were sending money to, they don't need it. So he said, my chazis. So what did, you, what did you see? He asked his wife. So Shami, she says, what, what, what sort of tableware are we going to have today? We're going to have silver or gold tableware. That uh, this is what Rebbe Lazar says that we should appreciate the Ramayim, Shel Malihim, if we didn't have Ramayim in the world, people who would cheat, <coughs> then Hayinu Chaitim Bechol Yoyim. Then we would be doing Averis every day. Because the Pasuk says, That if, it's, if an Ani calls out for Tzedakah and we don't give them, then V'tani Reb Chia Bar Rav Midifti Reb Yishua Ben Karcha Eimer That Kol Hamalim Eina Venat Tzedakah If you turn away from Tzedakah Kilo Eivet Eivet Eschachavim Okay, so we'll get into that. Let's come over here. But we see this idea that it's, we need, it's good that there are Ramayim in the world, because if not for them, then we'd have to give everybody tzedakah. Now, the way that Achorin discusses the Pinesh brings down, there really is a chiv tzedakah anyways. Right? No matter if somebody comes to you, you can't say, well, maybe he's a Ramayim, Rama, you don't have to give him. That he, the way he explains it is it's on the day machsayri. Really, any ani that comes to you, you have to give him enough money for day machsayri. Whatever he needs... To, to, to live his standard of life, which is, could be a tremendous amount of money for each ani. Think about how many anim there are. So the, the fact that there are Ramayim tells us that, we, yeah, we have to give tzedakah. There's a chiv to give tzedakah. We have, and, and we have to give the ani who needs, but because of the Ramayim that are out there, we don't have to, we don't have a chiv necessarily, unless we know for sure to do de machzera. Like we saw the story of Hillel yesterday, right? That he, he went ahead and he brought, he gave the eved, uh, he, he gave the, the ani that needed an eved, to Ratzel Fnei, a sus and an eved. So, to that extreme, we don't have to go because of the Ramayim. That's, that's a way to explain this. But anyways, so we see Rav Shua Karcha explains, It's like you were Oyved, Avoid Zarak. where do we see this? Because it says, by the mitzvah of Tzedakah. It uses that word in Asr Tasr, when it talks about the Psukim of Tzedakah, it talks about and where do we see this word, this lashon of Blial, Chsiv Hasam, when we talk about Abed Azari, Yatsu'u Anashim B'nei Blial Mikir Becha. Okay, so we see we use the word Blial by Tzedakah and Blial by Abed Azari. So we say that if you don't, if you turn away, if you turn away from Tzedakah, so then it's like you're Abed Azari. Ma'alana Abed Azari, Afkan Abed Azari. Tanarabonan. Hamasamas Enoi. Let's say you have somebody who parks himself on the corner and he blinds an eye so that uh, people will give him money. Okay, but he, he, he made it seem as if he's blind. Mares Atme Rashi says, Ki'ilu Enoi Sumuya, as if he's blind. Or Vamitzabes Bitanoi, he does something to his stomach to make it seem 
uh, distend. Okay, but the point is that he makes something to, to seem like he has some sort of handicap. Again, he does something to his thigh to make it seem like he's limp. Okay, so he puts on these shows to collect more money. So then, he's not going to leave the world until the taka happens to him. Similarly, somebody who is and doesn't really need it. He's, before he leaves this world, he's going to need, he's going to actually need to collect tzedakah. Now, we're learning the Mishnah. Now, this is the Mishnah in Peah. Now, it's talking about what are the minimum requirements or what are the maximum requirements, really, for a person to, for a person to collect Lekha Chekha So those are supposed to be left for money. And the question is, how much money do you have? So you come in, and if you have 200, if you have 200 cents or more, then we're not going to uh, give you Lekha. You, you can't go ahead and you're not subject, to, you're not considered an Ani, you're not, you can't get Lekha Chekha Now the question is, uh, what do you have to sell? Which assets of yours are we going to include in your net worth? Some of them, there's a carve out for some things that you absolutely need. So we're not going to say, oh, you have more than 200. No, the question is, how much do you have above certain things? So, Tanan Hasam, Ain Machaibin Limkor Tashmishe. person says he needs, he needs money. So he wants to come get like a Chikampeya. So we're not going to be Machaib him to sell his house and his Klay Tashmishe. So that's, that's, that's mission number one. Well, Tanya, what do you mean? Offsetting that, we have a b'risa which says, that if he was using gold, golden, uh, uh, so, uh, a golden kalim, that he has to train them down for kasef. That we will require you to, cha- to tr- trade down your kalim in order to, meaning you have to monetize it so that you don't have to come out to taking like a chicken peya. Amar Rav Zvid, like Kasha, it depends what type of kalim we're talking about. Ha so the thought process at this point in the Gemara is that mita v'shulchan, you're less particular about what they're made out of, but kaisus and ka'aris, right, it touches your mouth, so you're going to want a kalim that you're particular for a certain type of metal, and therefore we're not going to make you trade them down. So the Gemara says, Maishna, kaisus de ka'aris delay, that we're not going to make you sell down your golden kaisus and ka'aris, because you could say it's ma'as to me, mita v'shulchan, so too when it comes to your bed, people are quite particular about their beds, mita v'shulchan nami, your bed and your table as well, there could be a certain amount of uh, particular, okay, it could be ma'as for you to use a different bed, <coughs> so, you could say that um, it, does, it doesn't work for me, right? I'm going to have back issues. It's not going to work. I only need to sleep on a golden bed. That's what we're talking about. No, we're talking, not talking about a, a bed. We're talking about meaning something that you have, that a, a, a plow that's made out of silver. Nobody, a plow is meant to be functional, right? You don't need a plow made out of silver. You can have it made out of uh, bar, barzel, right? And so it could do the same sort of job. So that is not something that it's a matter nest, normally of personal preference, and that's what we're talking about. Okay, so that's one way. Again, so we have a Mishnah which says that we have a Mishnah that says ain We don't want you to sell. We have a Brisa that says we are you to sell. What's the difference? The question is, we're going to you to sell kalim that there's extra value in the fact that they're made out of a more precious material. That's why we would mechayv you to sell it. But, of course, it's a keli that you need for your job, for you to live, for whatever it is. We're not going to mechayv you to sell it in order to stay under that, that uh, net worth amount. So, Papa Amar, so that's one way of answering. Or Papa Amar, like Kasha. Or another way to answer is, So, we'll go with Rashi. The way Rashi explains this is like this. It depends. If you went ahead and took like a Chechempeya, even though you had, you were wealthy, you anyways went and took it, now we have to come take the money back from you. Now you don't have a lot of money. We're going to force you to sell everything. The price that says we're going to force you to sell is when you violated it, 
you're a bad guy, bad boy clause, and then we'll force you to sell everything. However, if, if you're coming to actually ask, and it's where, where are you on the threshold that you want to take, then we're not going to force you to sell Caleb. So those same Caleb that if you came to ask us, we wouldn't make you sell, to, and we would say that you're considered under the threshold to get, and you'd be able to get Lechat Shechempeah. If you went ahead when you were clearly wealthy and, and took Lechat Shechempeah anyways, then we're going to make you sell those, and that's what the price of which says will make you sell it. Okay, let's move on to the next Mishnah, and we're going to move back into the Sugya of Nedunya. We're going to take a deeper dive into Nedunya. So, let's say you have an orphan, an orphan, that her mother or brother married her off, Midaita. Okay, so she acquiesced to the marriage, meaning, however, when they married her off, as in Nedunya, they only gave her Meya Echamishim Zuz. They only gave her an adunya of 100 or 50 zos, meaning less than, less than the standard amount. Okay, and even if she agreed to it, at the time, she was a katana, and therefore Rashi says, she's a katana, and therefore we don't care that she agreed to the marriage and the, the nadunya therein at that time. But when she, when she gets older, so she can go back to her brothers and say, hey, wait a second, right? You, you ripped me off. You only gave me 50 or 100 zos. I should have gotten what is the masharai linasin law. Now, what is the roi linasin law? That's the standard. The standard default that we're going to see here is one-tenth. One-tenth in the chasm of the father is what each daughter would get for Nidunya. And that's what we're going to discuss. Rabbi Yehuda says, no. So that he says it's not a standard of one-tenth, but rather we, we are made if the father had already married off one daughter. So we see if he was more generous than we give this daughter. Again, the, the concept here that the Mishnah brought forth was that if the brother married, so the father passes away. Within what he leaves to his Yisraelim, there's a two chiyuvim, and we'll really get into this more today, which is this mizainus, that she gets fed until a certain point, until she's married off, okay? And then she also gets nidunya. So any of the orphan daughters would get that. It's, on, it's incumbent on the sons or the inheritors to give that to the daughters. So now, the Tanakhama says, what's the, let's say the brother tries to rip her off, right? He marries her off and says, okay, we're gonna give you 50 for, 50 zos for nidunya. When she gets older, she can go ahead and say, you know what? Now, I really, I was supposed to get a lot more. I want the rest. Rabbi Yehuda, I, and what is that amount? The Tanakhama says one-tenth. One Rabbi Yehuda says that, no, it's not a, a specific amount. It's not a universal amount. We, the father would provide Nidunya for his daughter. So let's see what type of father. Let's see. Let's see what he did for his, maybe if, they, if he married off a daughter when the father was alive, let's see what he did. Maybe he gave uh, 20% of his nachas and not 10. So we are what's called made the das of the oven. We see if the father was a gem, more ge- of a generous spirit, Towards his daughter, then that we should follow the same protocol that the father had established. Now we'll have to see the Gemara's going to discuss what happens if there was no established protocol, and really what is trying to understand what this machlekes is. But now, we, before we do that, we have a third cheetah potentially. The chavim say the circumstances change. You can't always say, "Let's see what the what the father did ten years ago when he married off his first daughter." Situations change, circumstances change. 
And like we'll see in the Gemara that his mindset can change as well. Sometimes in life, a person feels like he's going to do some belt tightening, right? He's going to be a little cheaper. Sometimes he feels like he's going to be a little bit more uh, uh, free spending. But rather, we are shaman the nechasim and we give her. So now, I just quickly, I'm not going to go, I'm not going to speak out a lot on today's daf at all. Um, there's just a lot of information, but it's not clear from the Pasha reading of the Mishnah, are there three shitas here or are there two shitas? Okay, meaning the first one is Eastern Nechassim, okay, which is one-tenth. Rabbi Huda says we're only the dasa the av. The third shita seems to be bringing a new concept of Shamanis Nechassim Minaisimla, that we do an evaluation of the assets that are left. So it's not a standard one-tenth, okay, it's kifi the assets, kifi how much, you know, the net worth. And that is the way some Rishonim learn it. Rashi and, well, Taisus clearly, on Dafnon, and here he alludes to it as well, Rashi, the, a lot of the Mepharshim learn, like Taisus, that it's really only two shitas. That Shaman the Nechassim is the same amount, Shaman the Nechassim is the one-tenth. It's the same thing as the original one, and we're going to see that's going to be called what's, what's called Shitas Rebbe. So if we want to go with the way Rashi and Taisus learn the sugya over here, there's basically two shitas. When it comes to Nudunya, what is the right amount? Is it one-tenth, standard, or is it we're Oymid the Dasa the father? One tenth of, of the amount as of the date that he died. So we'll have to see. We're going to get into that. The Gemara is going to get into what's called Shitas Rebbe. And a funny quirk, and I'll speak this out now because I just want to color this and we're going to do this later. We're going to say the halacha is like Rebbe Yehuda, that we're Oymid the Dasa the Av. We're also going to say that the halacha is like Rebbe. And we're going to ask, what, we're going to say, what's the difference? Well, it depends on if we know. What the, even, and even Rebbe himself, Rebbe is the Shita, the first Shita that says, according to the way we're learning this, one-tenth. That's the standard one-tenth. That it seems like that there's not even really that much of a machlekes here at all, because if there is no, he said that Shita of one-tenth, we're going to say in Rebbe, where there is no precedent set by the father. Where the father never, the, we, we can't be, I mean, the Dasa father, but say we don't know the father. That's one way of saying it. We don't know who the father was. We don't know what, if he would have wanted to be. And that's the whole way. So then if, if that's the case, it turns out there's not that much of a chagas here. Again, it depends on if you learn like Rashi or you learn the other Rishonim that there's really three shitas here. There's a tenth. There's the, the oimei, the das of the father. And then there's oimei, the nechassim, based on how much there is. We'll look at the situation and determine based on what the uh, Yerusha, what the asses of the father are. But Akhapanam, let's, let's move on. Amar Shmuel. Okay, so Shmuel says, Leparnasa shaman ba'av. Okay, we, we estimate what the father would have wanted. Rashi says, The daughter comes, right? She, the father had passed away. She comes to the brothers and says, I want to get married now. We want to know how much, what was the father's mindset? Okay, now on the surface, this sounds like Shitas Rabbi Yehuda. Which it is. It will be, and the Gemara will say that at the end. However, we're going to have to explain why Shmuel came to say as if it was Shmuel's own Chiddush. Why don't we just say, Amar Shmuel, Allah, Gareb Yehuda. And the Gemara is going to ask that soon. But first, let's ask a couple of questions. That the daughters will get Mizoinus and Parnasa. Now, standard, what do we think when we hear Parnasa? Mizoinus is food. Parnasa is Nidonia. That's, so far, that's the way, okay, that's the, that's the term that we use. Ketzad, ain't oimrim, we don't say, ilu avia kayim kach v'kach ella shamanas hanachasim, which the way we learn, shamanas hanachasim, the way Rashi learns it, that means we give one-tenth, okay? So we don't, we aren't oimed the father, right? We don't say, ain't oimrim, ilu avia kayim kach v'kach, we aren't oimed the das of the father, rather we give the 
we give based on the assets. The standard, okay, one-tenth. my la parnasas habao. We're talking about nedunya. Mizoynais and nedunya. Amar Abnachma Yitzchak, noi, parnasas atzma. It's mizoynais. In fact, what do you mean? It said, nizoynais, umifarnasas. It said both. The Bryces said both. So one is katani, my love, achas parnasas habao. One is nidunya, parnasas habao is nidunya. Vachas parnasas asma, one is mizaynas. It says both. So the Gemara says, loy, aidi, ba aidi, parnasas. And if so, one second, what did the Bryces say? The Bryces clearly said, we are not aimed the das of the father, but rather we give based on whatever the assets are. We give the standard amount, which would be one ten. So the Gemara says, Loi, Aidi, Vaidi, Parnassus, Atzma, both Mizanus and Parnassus, Parnassus, Atzma, Valikasha, Habachila, Vishtia. There's two types of Parnassus, Atzma. One is Mizanus, that's actual food. And what is the Parnassus that we're talking about? That is Vahab, Levusha, Vikisuya. Okay, that is other articles of clothing and Kalem that she would need. Okay, so again, we have no Raya. What we're saying is when it comes to Mizanus, that has to be a standard amount. But when it comes to Nadunya, maybe we would still be Aime Dasa'av. Shmuel Shita will stand. Tanan, let's try, let's try again. Tanan. So let's go to the Seifa of our mission over here. Now that Shmuel said it, and we're not yet putting it into Rabbi Yehuda, we can ask questions from both Shitas, which we're going to address in a second. Tanan, look at the Seifa of the mission. A person, situations change. How could you, Rabbi Yehuda, say, the, the Rabbanon are responding to Rabbi Yehuda, how could you, Rabbi Yehuda, say, we're Amid Badasa'ab? Let's see what he did for the first daughter he married off. Well, circumstances change, right? That's what we said. We evaluate the Nechasim, the Neistinla. Okay, so that is, again, the way we learned this according to Rashi was one tenth, okay? One tenth. It's the same as the ratio. So my ani umai asher. So what does this mean, ani and asher? Inema ani ani benechasim asher asher benechasim. So then, what does the Tanakama hold? We call the Tanakama savar afilu asher vehe ani kedme kariyavin onle. Then what is Rabbi Yehuda? Rabbi Yehuda is going to hold that even again. Rabbi, the Chachamim are responding to Rabbi Yehuda. When we say Tanakama here, we mean Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Yehuda said, "We're aiming the das of the father." The Rabbanu said, "Well, one second. Circumstances, circumstances change." Could be the guy was wealthy when he married his first daughter and he became poor later. So that means that Rabbi Yehuda would hold that if he was wealthy when he married his first daughter and he became an Ani, we would still make him give what he gave for his first daughter? Well, that can't be. Oh, Leslie, he doesn't have the money. What are you going to do? He's not going to give money he doesn't have. So, El Alav, Ani, Ani Bedas, Asher, Asher Bedas, that it must be when the Rabbanan said Ani and Asher, it doesn't really mean that his circumstances change, but that his mindset changed. And he became a little bit more stingy. He became a little bit more achavis hadas, right? And it's, but his physical assets didn't change because if a person was usher, became an ani, we can't, obviously Rabbi Huda can't be machayif to give the boss according to what he gave the first guy. The guy was a billionaire when he married off his first daughter, so he gave him a dunya of $100 million. And then he lost everything. He was worth zero. We can't require him to give the second daughter $100 million if he doesn't have it. Okay, the Katani Shamanis Hanachasim Benoistin La Alma. What do we see? Layazlin and Basar Umdiyavatu Yuf to the Shmuel. So we see clearly that it's based on, we, we don't go based on Umdina. The, the, at the end, what did the, what did the Rabbanan say at the end? That we don't, we don't go Basar Umdina. It's Anibe Asher, Asher Be'adi. We go based, right? We, we don't care what his mindset is. Doesn't matter because mindset can change. Whatever he, precedent he established before can change. And therefore, we go exclusively based on the way we learn this, the one tenth. Right, how much the assets? We look at the assets and we lop off one tenth and give it to her. So the Gemara says, "You're right." According to Rabbanon, that would be 
That would shlug up Shmuel. Huda Amar Kreb Yehuda. Shmuel was going in Chidus Rabbi Yehuda, which, like we said at the beginning, on the surface, Shmuel really sounds a lot like Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Yehuda said, we see what the, first, what the father gave to his first daughter. And Shmuel says, Lefarnas shamin ba'av. We estimate what the father would have wanted to give. So the question is, and the Gemara asks the obvious question, Rabbi Yehuda, hey, Mary, oh, one second, Huda, I'm in Rabbi Yehuda, the town of Rabbi Yehuda, I'm in Hisi, Bas Harishayda, Yenasim Lishniya, Kedar Shenasim Lishayna. That if he already married off one daughter, we give to the second daughter, Kifi, like he gave to the first daughter. So if so, if Shmuel is essentially Rabbi Yehuda, why didn't Shmuel just say, the name of Halacha Kreb Yehuda? So he says, I'll tell you why. I would have thought, Dafka Hisiya. It's only where he actually married off the first daughter. He set a precedent. He established a bona fide precedent. But if he never married off a daughter, then I would say, you know what? You go with standard default one-tenth. And we're not going to be oimei bedas ha'av. Kamash malan. Time of Rabbi Yehuda does lean on baser. Um, no. That sh- the way Shmuel said it was to be magal. I'm going like Rabbi Yehuda. And you know how I'm learning Rabbi Yehuda shita? That it's not only if he set a precedent, but we're always going to be oimei bedas ha'av. What would the father have wanted? Whether he married off a daughter and set a precedent or not, we will see. If this is somebody who is generally, you know, if we look at the, uh, his daughter's sweet 16 party, or in, what it has to be, she's a katana at that point, so sweet nine party, whatever it is, right? And there were ponies and the whole carnival, and she was, uh, you know, he was giving all sorts of money to his daughter, so then we're going to say that, you know what, she should get more, he, he, this is the type of father, and even if he had never set the precedent, the high tani hisia. I if so, why did Rabbi Yehuda say, why did Rabbi Yehuda say it? If according to Shmuel, he didn't really mean Dafka that he set the precedent, it's even if he didn't set the precedent, to go connect the Rabbanon that Rehuda is clearly arguing. That even though, even in a situation where the father set the first precedent, you might think the Rabbanon would agree. Okay, maybe if you said Rehuda Shita was like Shmuel was learning it, that's the way we would have just learned it standard. Okay, maybe the Rabbanon would say, I agree to you, if he already married off a first daughter, then we'll just follow that precedent that he set. Kamash Malan, that that according to the Rabbanon, we never go, we don't care, even if a precedent was set, we're not going to follow that precedent. Why? Like we said at the end of the Mishnah, because a person's mindset, not only his financial circumstances, but a person's mindset can change. Sometimes he can be more stingy, sometimes he could be more generous. So Rabbi said to Rabbi Chista, should I, should I quote you as saying, okay? Right? Normally, we don't paskin like a yachid. So he wants to know, like, okay, well, Shmuel came and paskin like this. So now Rabbi said to Rabbi Chista, wait, should I also quote you as saying, Allah like Yehuda? Yeah, a hundred percent. When you have great things to say like this, always quote me. Okay? Umiyamar Fraktigamar really Rabbah held that the halacha was like Rabbi Yehuda. Umiyamar Rabbah Hachi Vahatanya. Rabbi Oimer, Basan Izonisman Achanatelis Isr Nechasim. That the daughter from Nadunya gets one tenth. Vahamar Rabbah Hilchasaka Rabbi. One second. You just said, how did we, Shmuel, explain Shitas Rabbi Yehuda? There were Oimit Dastiyah. You said, Rava, that the halacha is like Rabbi Yehuda, where I made das diav. Okay, so there is no fixed amount. Then you also said the halacha is like Rebbe. Rebbe says there is a fixed amount, one-tenth. So which one is it? So the says, like, kasha, ha da ha da Well, it depends. 
if we know the father, then we're all, we should always go based on what we think the father would have wanted. But if we have no knowledge of what of the father would have wanted either way, then we default to the 10%. And that's what Rebbe meant. Hachanam and Mistabra, that even in Rebbe, and that's what I said, like if you learn this, like Rashi and Taisus, now it comes out that the first shita where we said one-tenth, Rashi clearly said that was one-tenth, where he said, that's one-tenth. <clears throat> okay, Ishita's Rebbe, that the standard is one-tenth. And if, if the Rabbanon at the end is also, it's the same Shita, and it's, not, it's also Eastern Nechassim, and Rabbi Yehuda holds, and now, based on the way Rav explained it, we really just put it all together, and it seems like, to me, I didn't see this, anybody say this, and maybe I could be completely wrong here, but it seems like that there's not even a Machlikis at all. I mean, it, it can't really be because we said before that the Rabbanon argue on it. So there has to be a Shita's Rabbanon argue on, argues on it, but you still have to, you have to work that out. But anyways, Okay, that we have a story. Again, we're saying Rebbe said one-tenth. You, Rabbi said Allah was like Rebbe. You, Rabbi said Allah was like Rebbe Yehuda. Which is Ayim Midas. Which one is it? We, tried, we answered that it depends. If we have no knowledge of what the father would have wanted, we default to one-tenth. We have to see that this has to be true in Rebbe. That Rebbe definitely has to agree to the concept of Ayim that we are going to estimate what the father would have wanted. Why? Because we have a story. He gave one-twelfth. Right? He, he, Rebbe said, you always give one-tenth. And then Rebbe had a story, and he actually gave one-twelfth. He gave less than that. So how could you reconcile Rebbe? You have to say like we're saying. Yeah, the story where he gave one-twelfth, he estimated Rebbe knew the person, knew the father, and he knew that this father was a little bit of a kamsan. He wasn't going to give a 10%. He was only going to give 8%. He was only going to give one twelfth. Now, Gufa, I'm a Rebbe. So let's try to understand this idea of each one's getting a tenth. How exactly does that work? Gufa, I'm a Rebbe. Each one gets a tenth. Each daughter gets one tenth of the father's estate. Again, like we explained in Rebbe, it's where we don't know that he would have wanted anything Different. Amr Leila Rabbi. So they said to Rabbi Ludvarecha. So here's, here's the fo- problem time. Here's the following problem. What happens if someone has 10 daughters, Uben, and a son? Turns out the son's going to be completely wiped out. There is no Yerusha in that situation. If each one gets a tenth, then you're done. So Amr Lahem, Kachani, Oimer. So Rebbe said, no, 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 you misunderstood the way I sent my Shita. The first one gets 10%. So let's say the, the father had $100. The first daughter is going to get 10. What is the second one going to get? Shnia Bamashashaira is going to get nine. So now there's 90 left. The second daughter is going to get nine. The third daughter is going to get 8.1. The fourth one's going to get, okay, you take it down. Each one reduces the assets by 10%. Now, that's cryptic words. What does that mean? We just said the first daughter gets 10, 10%. The second one gets 10% of what's left, so that would be nine. The third one gets 8.1. So what do you mean, Bishava? No, they're, they're getting different amounts. So what do you mean? Each one has a specific, it depends. Number three is going to get, number three is going to get 8.1. Number four is going to get 7.3. Okay, or whatever it is. So, so the Gemara says, Okay, no, that if they all come, they all come and say, we want to do it. We all, we all want to get married. We decided all 10 of us want to get married uh, now, you know, within the next year, go to Delhi, you suddenly go prepare the Nadunya. So they have to prepare 10 chalakim, 10, 9, 8.1, 7, okay, 
etc., etc., all the way down, 10 chalakim. But since there is no one who necessarily got married first, they're all kind of getting married, they're all coming at the same time, then we pool the money and split it evenly amongst the 10. That's what it's saying. <laughs> so the Gemara is that if they all come to get married at once, they each get, they all get one Isur, one tenth. What do you mean? I don't understand. Each one has, should have its own Nidunya of a tenth. What are you saying? They all have one? So the Gemara says, they, Meaning that, we, like we explained it, they'll prepare ten chalakim for the ten daughters, and then pool the money and each split it equally. Tadarabana. Habonois, Bain Bagru. So the, again, we're talking about girls. So the girls get, we know, Mizainas. And girls get Mizainas. And girls also get Nidunya. So now we're going to come to talk about at what point? Katnus, Nairus, Bagrus. Okay, habanois bein bagru achaloi nisu ubein nisu achaloi bagru ibdu mizaynasam. So the girls would get would get mizaynas. So let's talk about the mizaynas first. Until either they be, she became a bageres. So the, the the father right, and that's what's written in the ksuba at the hey right zon oy at the bagrin oy at the lukhon legavrin. Right? That's what's written in the Ksuba. We've had the Lush in the Ksuba before, that either until they get married. Okay, here we say Nisuin. Now, before, and Tessus points this out, we had a discussion. Discussion, what about Averson? Would they lose it from Averson or not? We are Machlikis, Rav, and Levi. Would they lose it? Okay, but Akalpanam, we seem not to be going with Rav over here. The point is that either way, <coughs> when the daughters are getting Mazenis, either when they become a Bageres or Nisuin. They're out. No longer get mezainas. However, they're So Rebbe holds that even though they're old enough, they do not lose the parnasa. That that's Rebbe Shita. Rebbe Shimon Lazar that they would also lose the parnasa, which means that if they waited too long to get married, they're not going to get in the dunya at all. So what should they do? They hire husbands. So that they can get their nidunya, okay? It's like hiring for a green card. They hire husbands, okay? So they go ahead and they, they, they right? They, they make a kununya, right? They hire husbands so that they can unlock their nidunya. Otherwise, they're going to lose it for good, according to Reb Shimon ben Elazar. Amar Reb Nachman, Amar Lihuna, Hilchasaka Rebbe. Reb Nachman says that Reb Huna told me the halacha is like Rebbe, meaning that even when they become a bageres or a nesua, they're not going to lose the nadonya. They'll get it even though they're, they're older. That those rules only apply to mezainas and not, and not to nadonya. Eisvei Rav, Ola Rav Nachman, really? <coughs> you, Rav Nachman, said that the halacha, that, that, that Rav Huna said the halacha is like Rebbe. Yisayma, let's go to our Mishnah. Yisayma shesia ima yechia midaita. A Yisayma, meaning who is a, her mother or brother married off. So what is she? A katana or naira. Okay, the whole reason is So we see clearly that we're only talking about a katana because she was a katana. When she becomes a gadayla, she could say, hey, wait a second, you cheated me out. But if she was a gadayla, she wouldn't have this taina. So we see clearly that a gadayla doesn't have nidunya. 
She loses the time. She loses the time. That's why. It's because the Gedela wouldn't have had it. It's only because she was a Katana and they tried to cheat her out of something that she would have otherwise had. And how, so how could you tell me the halacha is like, Rabbi, that she, 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 she gets her Nadunya even after Bagaras when she's older? We see clearly the Mishnah said the only time she can reclaim her Nadunya is because she was a Katana. That sounds like only a Katana has a Nadunya. So the Gemara says, like Kasha, it depends. It depends if she made a machar or not. Meaning, when Rebbe said she doesn't lose it, that's because she stood up and said, hey, wait a second, I know I'm a Gedaila, I want my Nadunya. Then she'll get it. But if she didn't say anything, and, and if she didn't say anything, then she doesn't get it. So that means that the Mishnah is, right, Hachanami Mistab, okay, right? So So it means that the Mishnah must be talking about where. Where she, why did we say only Katana gets it? She didn't make a macha when she was a Gedela. Or if she made a macha, then she'll get it. Because otherwise, if you don't say that there's a difference whether she makes a macha or not, in other words, Rebbe who said she doesn't lose her Nadunya when she becomes a Gedela, she still gets it. It's only if she stands up and says, by the way, I know I'm becoming a Gedela, macha, I want my Nadunya. Now, 12 year old girl. Yeah. She has good advisors. Before she becomes a goddaughter, she has to make a machal? She, yeah, at the time where she would lose it. She has to come up and say, by the way, I'm not, I'm not being mavater on it. Okay, now you have to say this. Why? Because otherwise, Rebbe himself would be shver. So it says that a, a daughter who is Nizonis from the brothers would get one-tenth, Nizoynes, right? That would be the standard. Nizoynes in, She'en Nizoynes, Loi. What did we say? Rebbe said, who gets Nadunya? Bas Hanizoynes. Who is a Bas Hanizoynes? Which daughter gets Nizoynes? Katana. Katana Naira. A Bagaris no longer gets Nizoynes. Like we said, everybody agrees that as soon as she becomes a Bagaris, she loses her Nizoynes. And who did Rebbe say? Rebbe said, a daughter, which daughter? That gets Nizoynes, gets a tenth for Nidunya. So we see that Rebbe clearly holds that Nidunya is only to the same girl that would get that would get that would get Mizainus, which is a katana nara. So Elalav Shmamina. So how do we understand it? Hadamachai ha the loimachai shmamina. So it's clear that Rebbe holds like this. Again, so now we qualify. A girl, if she becomes a begaris or a Nesua, will lose her Mizainas, that's clear. In regards to Nadunya, it depends. If she is a Macha, she says, I, I, I want to keep my Nadunya, she'll get it. And if she doesn't say anything, then she'll lose it. Then she won't get it. Because it shows that she was Vitra, it shows that she let it go. Or Shivan Gamaliel holds, even if she's, she can be shrying, I want my Nadunya, I want my Nadunya, it doesn't matter, she doesn't have rights in Nadunya. The Ravina says to Rava, that Rav Adar Barava quoted you, Rava, as saying the following Bagra in a Tzrichalimchais, Nisis in a Tzrichalimchais. That if she becomes a Bagaras, only a Bagaras, she doesn't need to be Meicha. Nisis, if she becomes, if she gets married as a Naira, she doesn't need to be Meicha. However, Bagra Venisis, Tzrichalimchais. That you win this whole thing in Rebbe, where we said you have, to, you have to make a machan in order to get to Nidunya, it's only if there's both. She becomes a Bagaris and she gets married. 
But if she gets either one on its own, that wouldn't be a reason why she has to be meicha. She would get it anyways. Did Rava really say that a Nara that gets married doesn't have to be meicha? Let's go back. Remember, remember that Rava asked Rav Nachman Yisayma. He asked about our Mishnah. Our Mishnah said, We were talking about a Kitana, a Yisayma. And what did we answer there? We said, how could you say that Rabbi says she still gets in the dunya? We see it's only because she was in the She was only because she was a katana or naira at the time. She wasn't a begeres. So vishani la hadamachi hadalamachi. So we see. What did we say? We said that our Mishnah, which says that she gets it only as a, the Mishnah, which is mashma, she only gets it if she's a katana or a naira. Okay, meaning that if she's a gedola, she wouldn't get it. Is because. If she was a gedola, she wouldn't get it. It's because we're talking about where she wasn't, she didn't make a macha. So we see clearly that you do need to make a macha, even if, even, even for one of them, meaning even if you're um, nissus. So the Gemara says, like kasha, so we have a further caveat over here that when Rava said that the only time you need to make a macha, you don't need to make a macha unless you are both married and by geres, that is talking about we, that meaning that if you're just a naira and you get married, that she does not need to make a machah, she would still get an adunya. That's only if she's still getting mezaynas from the brothers. Meaning, for whatever reason, the Yisraelim decided to continue giving her mezaynas after she got married. Normally, she wouldn't need to. So now, she doesn't want to spit in their face and make a machah. So that's when we're going to say that even if she's a Naira, meaning even though when she gets married, the, the brothers can stop giving her Mazaynois, but they decide to continue giving her Mazaynois. So we just said that if she's a Naira and gets married, she doesn't need to make a Macha. What are we talking about? Where she's getting Mazaynois, where she, she's not going to make a Macha because she doesn't want to spit in their face. But if she is a Taka, we're, we're qualifying. When Rava said that if she is a Naira and gets married, or is a Bagaras, but if she's a Naira and gets married alone, and she's not getting mezonis from the brothers, then she would actually have to go out and make a macha. Okay, and that's how we bring this all together. So when we said that if she's married, oh, she only has to make a macha if she's married and a bageres, it was in a limited case. Okay, because really, if she is a naira and she's married, she would have to make a macha unless she's getting mezonis from the brothers, because then we have a reason to say she doesn't want to spit in the brother's face, so she's not going to stand up and say, by the way, you know, she's getting the shitting, they're fressing on their food that they don't have to give her. She's sitting there going, by the way, I still want my nadunya. So she's not going to do that, and therefore we'll say in that situation, that's when we can, she, can, she does not have to be meicha. After the mezonis is over, she could then come and say, by the way, I never made a macha, but I still want my nadunya. One more din, I'm Rav Huna, I'm a Rav. Um, Amr Avuna, Amr Rebbe, and this will get us, we're going to discuss more dinim of Parnasa Nadunya tomorrow. Amr Avuna, Amr Rebbe, Parnasa ena kitanai ksuba. The Nadunya is not like tanai ksuba. Okay? Now, my ena kitanai ksuba, what is, what are we, when we're saying Nadunya is not like tanai ksuba, in what aspect? So we're going to try three things. Inema ilu parnasa tarfam mishubadam. Now, I just want to, what is tanai ksuba? Tanai ksuba is mezonis. So we're saying Nadunya it's not like Mizonis. Mizonis is written in the Ksuba. Like we said, there's a Lashon in the Ksuba which says <coughs> that Atehe Mitzin, the daughters that I have from you, Ad to the Bagrin, Ad to That was written into the Ksuba that the daughters get Mizonis. Okay? But Nidunya is not written in. So we're being Machalic now between Parnasa, Nidunya, and Mizonis. Okay? So we're saying Parnasa, Nidunya is not like tonight Ksuba, Mizonis. 
My ain't a katanaxu. In what aspect? In name of the ilu parnasa, we talk about in the dunya tar from mishabadim that we can be terrified from mishabadim vitznaik suvah mizanis loy tar from mishabdi. And that is true. The Gemara is saying that is true. My kamash melon hamayisim b'chol yaim might see in the parnasa. We already know that you can take from the father's estate. From the father, from the Mishubadim, for Parnasa, Ve'i Matzi, and the Mizaynas. Okay, the problem is like this. Mizaynas is, is unlimited. Potentially unlimited. Okay, it's a lot. There's no, and therefore, when there are specific amounts, so let's say one-tenth and a chasim. So we always try to protect the buyer. Again, what do we mean tariff from Mishubadim? That means the father had a bunch of assets. Later, he went out and sold them, or the brothers had a bunch of assets in this situation. They knew that there were daughters to marry off. There was a fixed amount those daughters were supposed to get. At that point, they pretty much knew what the Nadunya was. So anybody that comes to buy the land, we're going to be terror from them because what do you mean? You knew there were daughters here and you knew that um, it, we're going to come back. Okay, so when you bought it, you kind of bought it under, with that understanding. However, when it comes to Mizanus, the problem is that Mizanus is not a limited fixed amount. It's what they need, especially we've seen situations, right? It could be, part, it could be refuel, you could need the, the medical condition, right? We've seen that. So therefore, what, when there's something, and we've had this idea before, like when somebody steals the land, there are certain things that when there's unlimited liability, we're not going to go back to the Mishubadas because the people that bought it could only have known about what, they, what was the situation at that time, meaning things that are quantifiable, okay? So therefore, what we're saying is like this. So we're saying that Nidunya, which is... Nidunya, which is a fixed amount, you can collect from the Mishabadim. But Mizainais, tonight Suba, Mizainais, you don't. And the Gemara says, okay, fine, but we already knew this. So what? what, what that was a Brysa already. Okay, so what were you, Rav Hunamar Rebbe, saying? Parnasa, what was your big Kiddush? Parnasa ain't a tonight Suba. Let's try again. Okay, that. <clears throat> Parnasa, Nedunya, we can even take from Metaltalin. However, Mizainus, we only take from Karka. Which Karka? Like we said before, not Meshavadus, just B'nei Chayri. But the point is that we'll even take for Nedunya from the Metaltalin. <clears throat> so, right? So the Gemara says, well, that's not true. The Rebbe, Aidiva Aidi Migva Gavya. Rebbe holds that you would collect for, for Mizainus from the Metaltalin as well. Titania, Echen Echasim Sheishlam Achrayis, which is Karkav, Echen Echasim Sheinlam Achrayis, Maitzian, Lamazana Ishu, Ulavanis, Debre Rebbe. Okay, so that can't be, again, you said, <coughs> Rav Huna said, Beshem Rebbe, that Nidunya is not like Tanaik Suba. Parnasa is not like Tanaik Suba. Tahainu Nidunya is not like Mazinus. What do you mean? Can't be in this regard because. In this regard, they're the same. Ella, so here we'll get it on a third try. My Parnasa in a Tanaik Suba, Lechidetanya. The following brisa ha'omer al yizaynu b'neisav min chasav ain't shaymin That if a person says, <clears throat> "Don't I don't want my daughters to get mizaynus after I die," he instructs his heirs, "Don't give the girls mizaynus." Then ain't shaymin Sorry, that is a tnaik suba. He already agreed to it. He can't go against what's a tnaik suba written in. However, if he says al yisparnasu b'naisa b'nechasav shaymen loy, if he says I don't want you to give the girls in the dunya, that we will listen to sharpanasa enek tnaik suba. So again, when Rebbe Rebbe Hudam or Rebbe said that 
Nedunya is not like Mezainas, meaning Parnasa is not like Tanaik Suba, in what regard? That things that are Tanaik Suba that he already agreed to previously, I don't care what he says at the end, he says, I don't want my, you to feed my daughters, too bad. He already contractually agreed to it, right? The Suba is a marriage document. There's a Tanaik Suba in there. So he can't go against that. However, Parnasa is something that we see is dependent on what the father wants. That's not something he absolutely has to give, and therefore he can basically opt out. Now, the standard father does want to give it, and therefore, again, we had a machlekes, Rebbe Yehuda says, we're only made the dasa'av, Rebbe seemed to be saying we're going to go with the tenth, or the Rabbanan seemed to be saying we're going to go with the tenth, how you learn Rebbe versus the Rabbanan, but the point is that we know that there's a standard, unless the father says otherwise, that we would give from his nechassim, even though it's not written in, but there is one glaring difference between the two, which is that the father may not opt out of Mizanus, which is the Tanakh but he can opt out of Parnasa, Nidunya.